Welcome to NFL Mayo. I'm Luke. I'm Aiden. And, I am le- uh, I am I am legend. <laughs> um, a whole mess, a whole disgusting, sloppy, gruesome mess of uh, hot and heavy NFL Ugh. news. Must be game time. Must be that little season peeking its head around the corner. Uh, it's no it's groundhog. It's not peaking. It's it's no. literally training camp. It's it's yeah. football time right now. It's and we're a week that, away from ten days away from a fucking Hall of Fame preseason game. game. Seven days, ten days, something like that. And with that comes the good and the bad. Players are going to get hurt, which we're going to get to towards the end. We're going to try to keep it tight, keep it a little chronological. But to kind of preview the training camp as it was this week, and we're recording this Thursday evening. Um, at the beginning of the weekend, or at the end of last week and beginning of this week, the running backs hosted a Zoom call. Apparently, it was the who's who of running backs, led by Eckler, who just wants to be the voice of it all and the, the leader. And apparently, they were strategizing how to best approach the contract issues that running backs are facing. This is an issue that we talked about in a former podcast. Last one, right? We talked about that last time. Yeah, we certainly yeah. we talked a good deal about it. So that's that uh, discourse has still been prevalent amongst the league. And they have this Zoom meeting. Saquon Barkley is a notable um, attendee. However, the next day, he appears to capitulate and sign a contract which does not look to be in his favor in any way. It's essentially the same thing as his franchise tag. He gets the potential to make like $1 million more up to $11 million. And the criteria he has to meet for incentives are like MVP numbers, where he's getting like 11 touchdowns, 1,300 rushing yards, all this stuff. I've also heard reports that it's tied to the Giants making the playoffs. I think it's a bad look for the running backs. But, I mean, Brad... Uh, guest of the pod is speculating that next season there's going to be like a class action running back uh sit out and because a bunch of guys are coming up and i don't know because if you if you look at what happens barkley says he has an epiphany that draw drew him to not sit out voluntarily and play this season for what looks like a terrible um financial decision for him and a great move by the gm of the giants um are these running backs going to all sit out, like, over five of them? I'm not seeing it, especially when you can get a James Robinson off the streets. These guys want to play football. It's just this shitty situation. Uh, it's a weird it's a weird ebb and flow, um, obviously, and um, it's definitely something that's, I don't know, I guess we've seen churning in the works. Um, no, I don't think a sit-out, an, an organized running back sit-out, could work. I don't think that's going to happen. Like I think as indicated by Saquon taking this deal, um, I mean, because, you know, in a way they're a little pigeonholed. Um, uh, Saquon himself said that he, you know, he was very clearly like, yes, I took this contract. No, I didn't want this contract, but the best decision for, for, for me, quoting Saquon was to play football this season. Um, I believe this contract has no guaranteed money. Um, I believe you're correct in saying that all of the, uh, many of the incentives, if not all, are uh, tied into the Giants performing into the playoffs. Um, he's going to have to play out of his mind 
Um, he didn't and, get the no and, uh, the no tag clause, which is what people thought he might get. So they can do the whole thing all over again next yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, and so, and I think he knows that, and I think he's like, okay, I have no leverage, but what are you supposed to do? Like, how many years does a running back have in this league? Like, they, they I mean, that's a, especially a running back like Saquon, who's dealt with injury, who is a physical back. Physical backs are a dying breed, a dead breed. Maybe this is the nail in the coffin for physical backs. Um, like, I, I don't know. It's, but I don't think that what I don't think a, a set out or like is gonna. I don't think it'll happen. I just don't think it'll happen. I personally, if you see what Saquon just did, knowing that it could happen again next year, the same exact situation. I, I don't see a bunch of the best running backs sitting out that way. Um, <clears throat> moving on to some of the cool news of the week. The beginning of training camp often marks mega contract extensions and just regular ones, but we'll start with the mega one. Justin Herbert secures his bag. He gets a five-year, $262 million. It puts him right above the Lamar Jackson. That's a chunky. (laughs) That's a chunky. Puts him right (laughs) above the Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts of the league. Uh, Well-deserved, I think. Herbert Pretty and well Lamar deserved. Jackson deserve it more than Jalen Hurts, who only did it for one year, to be fair. Uh, Herbert has had just jaw-dropping statistical performances in his short uh, tenure in the league. I told Brad I was going to say this. Um, I don't know why Brad said that we're historically not a team who pays our players when they had we? the Chargers. Okay. I mean, maybe so, but like Bosa topped out his position group at one point. Derwin James did as well. Now you have Herbert currently in the slot of highest paid player in the league. Um, you have Mahomes' contract looking better and better every day. But yes, all of these terrible um, performances and comeback losses and poor coaching decisions are not on Herbert. But when you start to pay him like this, instead of on a rookie contract that he was outperforming, the scrutiny gets magnified. What do you think? Yeah, um, I'd say so. I think um, I think at the same time, I fully, fully understand paying the QB, um, especially if it's a QB like Herbert, um, paying him as early and as soon as you can, as often as you can. Um, he seemed very eager to get that deal done. Similarly to Mahomes, where the like these, it's it's so beautiful to see it fit. Where these young quarterbacks are like, I want to be here for the rest of my career because it doesn't always happen that way. You don't yeah. find that perfect fit. But Mahomes feels that way in Kansas City. Um, Herbert unabashedly feels that way uh, in within the Los Angeles Chargers organization. They should feel very fucking good about that, especially because this adds some really really good stability for the future when the head coaching position is not stable for the future you know what I mean so it kind of says straight up to the team and everybody in the locker room no matter what happens this year with with Staley it's Herbert's team and we will we will go that route Arizona did that you know what I'm saying Arizona did that with Kyler Murray and they picked QB and paid the QB and picked QB over coach and um Denver did it last year um, you know what I'm saying? Like it's uh, it, it, that's uh, it's talking about ebbs and flows. That's where the league's headed or where it's at. So I, yeah, and I do think it was a good uh, deal all around for both sides. He was going to be slotted to make the most. I think 
very, and this has been another talking point. I think in the near future, Mahomes and or Kelsey are probably going to see pay boosts. We've seen a couple players um, get their contracts boosted. I want to say uh, Buda Baker for the Arizona Cardinals, who had talked about wanting more money today, got like a little contract boost uh, to the tune of a few million dollars. But a couple of the other major extensions, we saw Andrew Thomas, uh, the left tackle for the New York Giants, get a chunky five years over $100 million. Trayvon oh, that's Diggs. That's a chunky. The, the younger Diggs brother who had an 11 interception season gets a five-year nearly $100 million. And then one near and dear to my heart, a man who I have oft maligned, who I came around on last year, and I think it was deserved prey or deserved criticism at the time. But Cole Komet signing a four-year, fifty million dollar extension. I've seen some people upset about it. I have two takes on it. One is the way we structured it, front loading it. It's only like an eleven and a half million cap hit going forward coupled with the fact that he's one of the younger producing Titans in the league. He came in at 21. He's ascending. He actually can block. He's one of the better blocking options and he fits the offense and he's a good fit as a homegrown talent, Notre Dame, uh, Illinois high school type of guy. However, I see where people are coming from when a guy like Cole Komet gets $11.5 million a season and Saquon has to get a bunch of fuck you um, add-ons to the contract to make one extra million to, to get him even close to that. Like, I think Saquon Barkley is such a better football player than Cole Komet. I understand it's a market situation, but these are the two sides of the uh, conversation I'm seeing from fans. Yeah. I mean, it's apples. It's like apples and oranges. I mean, people were comparing the average kicker contracts to yearly halfback contracts, and it's fucking neck and neck. You know what I'm saying? Well, uh, there's way the less kickers, kickers, but yes. Sure, but I'm just saying, like, if you want to put it a position against a position, that, that yes. that's you end up getting comparisons like that. Uh, is all I mean. I think that if if anybody, I, I think ascending quarterbacks or quarterbacks that are above average in this league excel with tight ends of late. I mean, like Kelsey is uh, incredible. Uh, Kittle was like a, a constant for a team with three quarterbacks last year. Um, you know, Brady always thrived with several different tight ends, um, other things, of course. But I'm just saying, like, if Fields – or, I mean, look at how much the Vikings paid Hawkinson last year and that will be traded and paid. You know what I mean? Or with the idea that we're going to pay him more. You haven't paid because, him. That's, I was going to say But that's what I'm that. saying. With the idea that we're going to pay him more because, like, Kirk Cousins with a with a tight end. With the Vikings did this long tight, a long time ago – as a safety blanket for Christian Ponder and gave Rudolph a big tight end yeah. contract for the time. You know what I'm saying? The, if you have a, a tight end that you believe in, even if it's a little overpaying right now, the way the market seems – I feel like markets for every position is going up so much every year that, like, these deals it's that crazy. make your eyes pop – these deals that make your eyes pop don't matter in two years. Well, yeah, and then Cole Komet right now is, like, a 24-year-old who's peaking. And he's got this inbuilt connection in the locker room and with Fields – and the thing is, his yearly salary puts him at like number nine in the in the league amongst tight ends, knowing a, that Hawkinson is about to get God. broken off and like four other guys are about to jump up above him. So for me, that's a value deal. A tight end that can be open in the flat or be chilling in the middle of the field while field scrambles a little bit. Are you yep. shitting me? And he like, blocks. If he, can just, he has like one of the right. better blocking grades of all tight ends. I'm a big Komet guy, obviously, because I'm a Notre Dame boy. I saw Komet play at a senior day. Um I'm I I obviously have nothing but glowing things. I think that uh, I've always had to defend Komet to you, and I understand why because he has sort of underperformed. Exactly. But to be honest, 
your offense and your offensive scheming have underperformed too. Correct. So. <clears throat> My last point, because I don't necessarily think he warrants this much airtime. I love Komet. I think he's an ascending player, like I mentioned. I don't think he's ever gotten this much airtime on this show. No, um, I was disappointed in how he performed. And they were trying to play him like a Kelsey type of a tight end with Matt Nagy's offense. And it already takes tight ends an acclimation period when they come into the league. Not to mention he played baseball and football in college and was a young-ass dude. Now we're playing in this um, w- this West Coast-type offense that where tight ends are actually utilized, and they're required to block and run middle crossing routes and stuff. And I think for that, he's a way better fit than what Nagy wanted to do with him. So I think a great contract, and I actually think we may see another extension, maybe of like a Mooney or a Jalen Johnson. But Luke... Other than the cool stuff, let's get into the other side of the news spectrum. Let's talk about some coaching beefs. The likes Dude, of I which say we that haven't seen in a while. I, I wake up with I wake up with some hot coffee, but the, mm. the NFL world was serving up some piping hot tea, uh, a la that smug a little bit, <laughs> a la that fucking. Denver Broncos head coach Sean Payton saying bong just like, Ripken, just bong Ripken. Yes, his bong Ripken this. Jr. Fucking woke up this morning and chose violence. Um, a lot of people are attributing it to maybe like not taking off the media hat because he was in the media blasting people last year. Sort of a reverse Jeff Saturday talking smack about people and then coming in and sucking at coaching on first take and whatnot. Sort of a reverse one of those, but Sean Payton's a legend absolutely true um did get ousted from the nfl for being an absolute cheater had to be away from his team for a year did pay his players and you can get away with cheating in the league yeah like i mean belichick for a long time or 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 cheat and have to serve your time and still be belichick so it's like i I love belichick you want to know why i love belichick one of the main reasons is he doesn't talk shit really He's very quiet. No, he'll kill he does you his with thing. kindness, actually. He, he does his thing. I don't really – I like a tough coach, but, you know, popping off at the mouth has its place. I don't know if what Peyton came out with this morning was. We'll stop spinning circles around it and just, you know, go for the meat. If you had ears or eyes um, today, you probably saw it. Sean Peyton went after everything that happened within the Denver Broncos organization regarding Russell Wilson, regarding, uh, like, you know, like – comparing it akin to like bad parenting and even letting Russell Wilson get his way and have these things within the building. He he was comparing like snakes hatching out of fucking eggs and having to make it away from before getting eaten by iguanas and shit. Like I did not say that dude (laughs) saying crazy shit. Like, like I'm saying like saying he, he like uh, pretty close to a quote here. Cause I don't have it in front of me and I'm too relaxed to pull anything up. Uh, he basically said that it was one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the National Football League. Yeah, he uh, said about that the Nathaniel entire Hackett. organization got embarrassed and they spent so much fucking time, or expletive time rather, I don't know what he said, trying to win the offseason, the PR, the pomp and circumstance, marching people around and all this stuff. And they poor offensive line, everyone has a little stink on their hands, are the experts. Yeah, people like that part of the quote too, the stink on their hands, which is funny. So a lot of those people in the organization are still there. Um, within his organization, he's talking shit about. Um, it's a call to arms to the players that rep- uh, have just reported to camp. Um, 
it's a it's a bold statement and a bold proclamation that you can back up if you're a Sean Payton, surely. Um we'll see. I, I think that it's a really bad look for any head coach to come Why out would and you say do this that? about another head coach. I mean, like, first of all, if somebody is if somebody comes in and one and dones their first season it's really low hanging fruit to go after that and say it was a bad job. Bro, we shit, watched it, was a bad it last job. year. We were like, all yes, tweeting it was about a bad it live. Job. Yeah, that's why you're here. And like so I don't know what that I don't know what that says or what that proves. And it's I don't know. Low blows aren't really the way you want to be in the preseason, I feel like. They play the Jets week four and uh the reason that's relevant is that's where Hackett's coaching now. Hackett is Rogers boy and Peyton went on to kind of actually not so kind of be like saying the jets were going to have happen to them alluding to the jets would, would happen with to them with bringing in Rogers and letting him do what he wants and having this media media circus uh, would be sort of a, a repeat of what happened in Denver last year. That's some bold shit, bold shit to talk about it. Other coaches talk about other organizations. When you haven't coached a game within this organization, Peyton's a super bowl champion. Uh, he had Kevin James play him in a biopic. So that I would just, if I were Robert Sala, I'd be sharing memes like that of Kevin yeah. James playing yeah. Sean Payton. He'd be like, <laughs> like I wonder the- who would, who would play me. And it'd be like the rock Dwayne, the rock Johnson, yeah. Jason Momoa. I don't yeah. know. Somebody badass, like whatever, dude. Like I, Look, I think Sean, I'll say, I, I, I step on eggshells, but I'll say I'll Sean Payton's a bitch, dude. <laughs> I don't care. I appreciate that. Look, I understand people being um, happy to see some rivalry and some shit talking. And I appreciate that. All, I, all I'm saying, because look, I'm here for it. I'm here for the drama. I just think it was a bad move by Sean Payton. Like, and I guess there's there's talk because Billy Turner, offensive lineman, formerly of the Broncos offensive line that he maligned from last season, called him a fucking bum on Instagram and said called it, Sean Payton a fucking yeah, bum? Yeah, called him a fucking cool. bum and also said it seems That's like intense. somebody that came into camp and saw what was about to happen this season was trying to lower expectations. <laughs> okay. That's also but something I, I would pick up that, too. I mean, I because, guess that could come off because, that way. But even so, why even open yourself up for extra criticism? Like no one's expecting you to come in and completely turn it around. I guess maybe they are due to the circumstances. I think and you're Sean Payton, Wilson. so people can can expect that. Maybe but. that's what it is. But I mean, dude, I'll say this: as much as I would love to see Aaron Rodgers sh- take a shit in New York, it doesn't look like it's happening right now. Uh, and we can finish up with Sean Payton real quick, but we do have to talk about the Jets a little. Yeah, perfect transition. Um, we'll see how that goes for Sean Payton and the Broncos. It will Probably be not interesting great. to see the Jets fall on their face, but it doesn't appear that it'll be a one-and-done for Rodgers and the Jets because, I mean, what happened yesterday with that contract? What are the exact figures? Like, he, he gave back more money than anybody's ever given back in like the history yeah. of organized sports per Adam Schefter. He gave back $35 million and he ended up redoing Imagine. his contract to be a two-year $75 million one. More money than we'll ever touch. So here's the thing. I've also seen some discourse on both sides, sides of this. Like a lot of people praising him, obviously, and saying like, that's so great uh, of, for what you're doing. You're doing like what Tom Brady did. And I've yes. seen other people being like, what kind of self-respecting um, players association would let a player do that? Like, because it hurts, it hurts the bottom line potentially of like other quarterbacks is I think the argument. Um, like if it's a collective 
committee. You know I don't. I, mean? I don't know that I understand that. No, I don't. Can you explain that to me? Why does it matter? Why does it matter for these yeah. other quarterbacks that are getting paid what Aaron Rodgers does with his contract? I'm not sure if I see where they're coming from in this. I don't necessarily agree, but I think it would maybe stand out more if it was a different position than a very grossly overpaid position in the league. But to have somebody have a contract on the books that was negotiated for and agreed upon, and then to voluntarily take a <clears throat> drastic pay cut when your um, performance is still commiserate of the former rate could potentially set either a precedence or potentially lower the value of the uh, average for like the, ca- uh, the franchise tag numbers and stuff. You know what I mean? Okay. Like it could yeah, potentially impact mean. players adversely. Look, I get okay. it. It's quarterbacks. Like I, I think if a D tackle did it, it might impact more like a ring chasing D tackle. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So I just wanted yeah. to point that out. Well, here's and here's the thing. Well, I never thought about that. So if that's the case, that is a little fucked up. I mean, obviously, I still uh, it think it was reads, a noble move by him. I enjoy the move, and I think it. Um, I think he knows better than anybody else in this goddamn world that if he doesn't perform with the Jets and the Jets don't perform and the Jets don't win, that. He's going to look fucking dumb. <laughs> I mean, he just will. And and I think he wants the team to be as good as possible. And I think he knew he was walking into a very good situation. This is only going to open the doors for more. Uh, old Dalvin Cook's going to meet with the New York Jets now to help bolster that offense. Yeah. And boy, oh boy, he's met with like every fucking team in that division. Like You know what I mean? So... Uh, I, I don't I don't know. I, I want to see yeah. what becomes of that. If, if, if Rodgers keeps assembling these little gems, an already talented team, I mean, we get inside 4K HD resolution, HBO Max. Yeah, uh, uh, just Max. Just hard Max. Knocks. Yeah, just Max. We're just, getting but, it's an, but HBO exists too. It is just Max, but it is an HBO documentary. It airs on HBO. All right, I'm just saying, companies are sure um, – opting to take their very recognizable name brand and just push it to the side for a new option like x and twitter uh whatever yeah so yeah really quickly luke is seeing oppenheimer tonight so i can't do any spoilies but i did enjoy imax 70 mil i wasn't uh you know i'm not near any imax movie theaters so i didn't get to do that but I did have the Barbenheimer experience. It was very fun. Both films rocked. I had a great time. Ate a lot of popcorn. Um, Stubb, I want to eat some popcorn. Stubbs Reward member got a great deal. Got the birthday discount tub of popcorn for free. So, out of boy. All right. I'm, that. I'm 30. Yeah. You know, Luke Happy, and I are both oh, that's in right. our 30s. You've had a birthday. You've had <laughs> yeah, a birthday since the, right. since the show happened. That's a happy birthday to you, Aiden. This is the um, interlude of the episode. You know, it used to be an episode of 20-somethings that were finding their mm-hmm. way, and then it was a, a mix of 20-somethings mm-hmm. and 30-somethings, and I was the nubile, younger co-host of the podcast. You know, I brought Pre-pubescent. the I brought that appeal, but now we're both grizzled veterans with, with world yeah. experience. Um, yeah. You know, getting back to it, though. Let's talk a little bit we're about... We're both 30 right now. Ugh, yeah, I'm the youngest October. of the three. So who do we want to talk about? Let's talk about the Jets. Let's talk about the fact that Hard Knocks is going to premiere, I believe, August 8th. And My we've already seen... You're right. Uh, we've And I was there. We've already seen <laughs> snippets on social media of the awesome matchup of offensive and defensive rookies of the year last year. We have Wilson matching up against Sauce. 
Um, I did see Wilson got a little bit hobbled during practice and was hopping off, but it looked like he's all right. But have you seen these clips on social media of them going head to head? No, they're no. good. The only it's clips be- I've seen is sauce giving Aaron Rodgers the eight chain with like the diamonds. Have you seen it? Yeah. I forget that you're employed sometimes and I'm still unemployed looking for work. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently yep. open to working work a lot. Had yeah, a rough so, weekend at Comic Con last week. Very busy. I told um, but, I told D you were there when we were going to pick something up at uh, Kohl's, and she was so excited. I'm like, no, you don't understand. He's working, so he's probably it probably sucks. I'm like, <laughs> he's got to look at all these people having a great time. But anywho, I got to go. I got to walk the floor preview night. And it was pretty good. I have seen the clips on social media, and I think that this. Uh, this season of Hard Knocks is going to have some fun storylines and some fun electric play to watch. Oh, However, dude, it's going to be a good season. They say that they're going to give less access to the team. They don't believe in, uh, like the they don't believe in showing players getting cut or something. Whatever, we're here for that. Who said that? The Jets? Yeah, they're not going to show that, dude. It, because they won't be able to fucking fight the mic out of Rogers' hand. There, no, you might be I, right. I'm just saying. No, I, I think they're going to have – they don't need to. The show will be just fine without that. That is fake reality TV-ass drama. Um, I just want an inside look, um, so I don't care about it. And it is sad when it happens. It's good storylines. But um, I think uh, last year was one of the seasons I liked best of Hard Knocks. I usually turn it off after two episodes uh, because it was with an actual underdog rebuilding team who ended up to be truly successful. Like, it even ages very fine, like – That'll that'll be a nice thing to look back on. That's a nice piece of NFL history, watching the Lions bounce back in front of our eyes. So Yeah. Um, and I think it made a lot of people endeared towards uh the head coach, Dan Campbell. I think a lot absolutely. of people liked him because of it, and I think that a lot of people are on the Lions bandwagon a little bit more heavy than they would have been if they didn't get that inside access. Sure, sure. I mean and the Jets the Jets have New York behind them, so if the Jets even get kinda good they don't need help like that that's the city's already the city's been lit up since rogers got there the city's been like fucking taking him by the hand and welcoming welcoming him i think that plays a part into him signing the the two-year extension or whatever restructure he loves it there um and i think somebody at this point of his career um it's not a distraction you know what i mean this is somebody who who maybe wants a little bit of uh, of noise around him. And you can only be in the barren Wisconsin uh, woodlands for so long. I mean, long. look, dude, honestly, like, look at what he has. Why do you think he's behaving this way, Luke? Why do you think his whole personality has changed? Why do you think he took a pay cut? It's because all he ever wanted was for people to worship him. They He wants a- people to worship the ground he steps on. And now he has that. He has a fucking front office that's willing to bend over backwards for him. He's got players that are decking him out with ice and singing his praises. And he thrives and feeds off that. So, in fact, I do think he'll play well this year. Even though he's have getting you ever, older. Have you ever seen anybody simp over... Uh, a quarterback like this uh other than Favre or I mean like the Vikings sent a plane to to make Favre unretire for a second season like uh, with our team captains and shit to his home in Mississippi like that's that's the only thing I can draw akin to this Rodgers situation yeah good point of courting a star like I mean 
So some but people But I do think it. that's why he's behaving this way is because all he's ever wanted is for people to say Aaron like all the things he talks about that he brings up uh without even necessarily needing to. When he brings up that he's a multi MVP player um unprompted and that he's the leading packing packer quarterback and stuff like all he ever wanted was for people to tell him how good he is all the time he needs that and now he has it good for him i still hope he, feels he has earned it him. he's earned it i do want to say it he has earned it but i think that everybody will will give him the utmost the highest 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 respect if he gets a a, a lombardi in new york my god like it, it will be the 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 world will explode in terms of NFL media brains. Their head's gonna go full volcano. <laughs> like you're right. Um, they, and everybody wants that. They want. The, I mean, Brady winning for the Bucks was already like what the hell. And I I think that's all I see in my head. Like that's I see that trajectory. And I don't I don't know if it's gonna happen. But that's all anybody's gonna be talking about unless Rogers gets hurt early or they just fucking come out the gate and drop a bunch of losses like god damn speaking of hurt early <clears throat> let's get to yep. the worst yep. part of the episode Circle and we'll have drain. we'll have some final thoughts after this but two of the worst uh snippets of the day and these are to be expected because teams are out there practicing we're not even in padded practices yet but firstly uh Jalen Ramsey goes down in today's practice for the Dolphins, it actually does turn out to be a significant knee injury. He, yeah. It's a meniscus damage. He is set to have surgery. They don't know exactly which kind of surgery yet from as far as I've read, whether or not it would be removing the meniscus or fully repairing it. But it's looking like he's knocked out until the end of the season type of like playoff push situation. No, no, no. I heard, I heard putting him back by week one. Oh, I heard December. Oh my God! Well, that's conflicting. Um, I then I misheard because I was like, I was like surgery, holy shit! And then they were like, well, but you know, he could be back by week one. But maybe I completely misunderstood. Likely out I was months. like, holy all right. shit! Let me. All right, so well, months there's September. been there. It's been unraveling news, just so everybody knows, um, because they weren't sure which type of uh, surgery he was going to have, but sources say no firm determination will be made until surgery. The likely outcome is a full meniscus repair. And this is from Ian Rappaport bringing Ramsey back in December. If all goes well, the best and healthiest Holy option. Yeah. So this is a big shit. deal. So this also ties Dude, he in. He held my beard. He held my beard to the, cause I heard Burrow news first. Similar to the Jalen Ramsey situation, similar, but not the same. Uh, Joe Burrow goes down today with a non-contact injury. And let me tell you, when you finally decide to be productive, <laughs> you hunker down, you sit down, you, you pass a module on your Coursera data analyst professional certificate. And then, and then you glance down at your phone, which you've been trying to avoid. And your best friend in the entire fucking universe, Lucas Guy Taylor says Burrow is down. Actually, first thing I saw was the Buckeyes down. And I'm like, Brutus, no. I'm like, yeah. is it Justin? <laughs> How could it be Justin? I'm like, our practice just ended. And then I looked and I see, no, it's my other favorite. It's fucking Joe, Joey Burr. He takes the snap. Apparently, he had already been operating on a tweaked calf muscle from the first day of minicamp. Um, he had camp. a compression training camp. Yes, good correction. He has the compression wrap on that leg already. He takes a snap, he rolls out right, and then he just pulls up with a huge gimp. 
Um, it looks like he's holding up his ankle and hopping like three times. And then he drops down. Everyone freezes up. Everyone's heart drops. They have to cart him off. Word right now is that it's a calf injury. Um, and let's just say we already recorded this once and my computer fucked it up. So now I'm talking, Luke had a whole thing. So I want Luke to, you know, talk about this as well. But the thing that happened here reminded me and also was pointed out by people on social media of the Dak Prescott situation a while back where he came back off of his ankle injury and potentially might've been compensating a bit early in the league and then tweaked his calf. That injury only kept him out two weeks in the season. So to me, if it truly only is a calf strain, I would likely think he misses the preseason and comes back week one. Hopefully that's my hope. Yeah, that's that. I think that's best case scenario. Um, And if it is just the calf, I don't see any reason why not. Um, Unless it's like, Unless he tore it or something, you know what I mean? And even, like, that uh, might take a little longer. Bone. I mean, like, yeah, unless somebody ate it off the bone. Um, I don't know. So, if it's an Achilles or something, it's much worse. Uh, I, we sure as hell hope not. Uh, Burrow, I really, really respect him uh, for going to camp and playing without a deal, especially in the light uh, in light of uh, Herbert's deal. Burrow's set to be the highest. He's, he's set to reset the market. This is a quarterback who did go to a Super Bowl with the fucking Bengals. This is a quarterback who has done all this. Uh, all he does is beat the like, fucking Chiefs. And been cool as a cucumber about it. And Schefter was quick to point out today that uh, he has the same uh, the same agent as the Bosa boy who's sitting out without a deal, not even reporting to camp. You know what I'm saying? Burrow yep. isn't about that, and he wants to get in, and he wants to build rapport with his players. And like I said, I respect the shit out of him for that. But this is the risk. This is the, precisely the risk of that, and it sucks to 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 have to see that type of consequence. And I hope he's okay because Burrow is is so good for the league. I first off, obviously, truly hope he misses no time and suffered no serious injury here. And I know we're gonna get news as soon as they have it. Carded um, off with a non-contact. Oof. I mean, just it could be bad. That. I'm so glad it's not Justin. Um, let me say this as well. Uh, I would not step onto a field without a contract if I'm him. Again. Yeah. I mean, without an extension. You, you can't. You can't. Because uh, as much as Justin Herbert statistically has looked like a darling, potential. Um, and I do think that Herbert is more than a social media quarterback, I think he is gritty as fuck with a cannon arm. Um, and can do things many people cannot, and he's only 24. You, he's, and he's, he's a got gym. a great personality. Luke, he wore the same shirt, okay? When he signed his contract, he wore the same shirt. Do you know that? It had wrinkles and wear lines. This is you making fun of our friend Brad publicly? Yeah. Okay. I yeah. thought it was, um, I thought it was a significant detail. I'm into it. But here's the thing. Uh, Burrow has all the stats and he drug one of the most shit franchises that didn't have an outdoor practice facility out of the dregs of the league after the Carson Palmer era, uh, Andy Dalton era made it so that they had to make systematic changes because he was so relevant. And now he's elevated this team to a contender every year. It's obvious that he's the fucking guy. And uh, yes. if I'm him, I'm never fucking taking a snap unless I'm the highest paid player in the league. Yeah. Whether or not it's a calf strain or an ACL off the bone, I don't care. I'm with you on that. I and I think um I think they agree. I don't know what the deal is with that, but I think they agree. Um I don't know I don't know what's taking them. 
like why wouldn't you just do it? Why wouldn't you just? I mean, like I feel like these deals are coming in hot. I've heavy heard now, that they. I've heard that that is one of the franchises that does not have a significant ownership cash flow, and that could be part of the issue. Well, it's and we've a talked tiny about this on a prior market team, but I mean, yeah, you can't. Ah, whatever, whatever. We'll cro- we'll cross that. You bridge. think that they Dig should the do it as up. soon as possible? Dig the money up for Joe and. Uh, Dig up your relatives and yeah. start taking their rings yeah. off. <laughs> Fucking throw it in the bucket. Roll their old bones <laughs> over here, and we'll dig up Joe's deal. Dude, did you see what I sent to you and Brad's group chat? Uh, that was the driving crooner for the for the yeah. running back room. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. Fuck. I've got to find a way to make money off it's this. Simply it's simply too, too good. good. <laughs> it's uh, simply too good. It is simply too good. Um, All right. Let's yeah. talk about some other stuff. What else do we got? Jordan Addison was going 100. Yeah, that's what we have. <laughs> I know. 45. How much was it? I was away and everybody blew up my I'm phone. I'm on with a it. thousand downers now. Shut I'm drowsy. Up. He was okay. So I'll, going I'll walk you through what happened. Fifty-five, and I don't know why I'm still alive. That was always on this in the is... weight room when we were lifting weights in high school. We were listening to fucking ninety-nine X rocks. Yeah, you're right. Uh, that was Jordan Addison, former Pitt Panther, former USC Trojan, first round pick. Uh, the last wide receiver of the run of wide receivers drafted in the first round. So the last choice. So we'll never know if the Vikings truly wanted Addison or not, or if he was just the last of that group. However, Jordan Addison pulls a move eerily similar to Henry Ruggs, Jalen Carter, just, you know, driving. Like we have to compare them. If we're being honest with ourselves, we have to compare them. Now, as far as we know, no alcohol involved. So what the, the reality of the situation was in a, in a stretch of road where the speed limit was 55, Jordan Addison was driving 145. I saw people that are local to that area that were like genuinely shocked. He was able to get that fast in that, that stretch of road. I'm not familiar with Minnesota, so I don't know. Um, he was pulled over. All he got was like a citation. This is the night before training camp report date. Everyone's shit talking him the next day. And it seems like he's going to get literally no punishment whatsoever for this. Like a townie cop got him. And then it comes out the next day that actually the reason he was speeding is because my dog is sick at home. It's throwing up. I had, okay. So obviously that's a fucking lie and he's making that up, which just sucks. Like the dog wasn't even in his car. Like, I thought when I read that the dog was in his car and it was like the dog choked on something. It was dying. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And Uh, then it's like the dog is at home. It's like, dude, this kid's a fucking head case. I think. So the first headline you read is potentially the first headline is bad and, and, and shouldn't laugh about, I mean, no, shouldn't laugh about it in that. Yes. We've seen the situate rugs is a fine comparison uh, because that's what happens. Uh, when things go bad, you're driving that way. People could die. Jordan Addison could die. Other innocent bystanders could die. Like it's a, it's a horrible, horrible situation. Uh, I'm very happy at, at least like there's at least that I guess you have to like the least there's no alcohol or drugs involved. It's, it's a bad headline and, and it shouldn't happen. And I hope, I hope the team punishes him uh, internally. Um, I don't expect the NFL to over speeding. Um, but, the next headline, when you read Jordan Addison was speeding because of, quote, dog emergency. 
that's when you laugh a little because you're like you're an interesting character uh that's a funny 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 pr spin it's the first thing he said when he got the phone call from Quessy was let's go let's get rich let's get paid like dude everyone thinks jordan addison is a cool guy and i remember saying this guy's uh he seems like a fake cool guy like a weirdo uh i think he might be luke and i i feel comfortable saying that now um He's a good football player. Uh, the people that are that are critiquing him as a football player, I think, are wrong. I think he won the Blitnikoff for a reason. Very good. But I think he might be a bit of a problem. Like, he might be doing... But, Justin, I think people might have said, coming out of uh, college, I don't think he had any character concerns, but he's certainly a charismatic personality guy who got, like, handed cash from Odell. Like, you might have had worries. And Justin has proven to be... A sterling reputation ambassador of the league. No bad and quotes, if Justin no bad can stories. be his mentor, if Justin can be his mentor, learn from what Thielen did for him, I don't see why this can't turn into a success story. And it's a good situation what? to be in. You got a nice veteran quarterback there too that Jefferson does like. Uh, and so there's a lot of there's a lot of people in that uh, are the Vikings. I mean for are Addison. Good. I mean for Addison. Yeah, I agree, but I'm saying that Kirk oh, is yeah, also yeah. a big mentor to Jefferson and and uh, Addison as well. I think that that there's a lot of leadership in that in that off in that offense that it should be okay. But like I said, it's a very 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 bad thing to see off the bat. He hasn't played a snap for us. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want that. To, yeah. I don't want that to First be first impression. Right, and I don't want that to be the last like impression. I don't want that to be the resounding thing. Hopefully, hopefully that's the last we see of that and i'm pulling for him obviously i think if he like look there if you have a proclivity for getting into trouble and i'm not saying he does there are way worse places to be than minnesota you know what i mean there are way worse places to be than that region i mean with that team you're not in like a gigantic market you're not in las vegas like it's different I guess there's so less I temptation than like a Miami there's, or a New Yeah, York there's a little a bit Vegas. less. I think he's in a position where if he can truly, you know, like give himself into his role as a mint, mentee. Sure. Is that the word? Sure. Yeah. He should be and, a student. you know, go in there to grind. Be a student. <clears throat> Don't go in there talking about let's get rich. Like grind a little bit because you can say that shit. If you go out producing, don't get in trouble. But when you say goofy shit and you go out and do goofy shit, then you you, you lost the right to be like that without criticism in my book. I'm still yes. I mean, look, um, yeah, like I said, it's a bad first look. I'm still very, very, very excited about what the 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 future with with Addison. I think he has a lot of potential, and I think he could really, really flourish for us. So I, he's very good. I'm I'm looking forward to it, and like I hope you're right. I hope he. I I don't know. I don't know all that much about him. You know what I mean? That's what happens when he just got drafted a few months ago, and and now this is really the one time we've seen him in the news since then. You know, I haven't heard much about him at practice or anything like that. So, um, I'm looking to hearing more about him on the field, and and hopefully I could see not him off the field anymore. I could see him running a route that absolutely puts one of my defensive backs on skates and catches a touchdown and does an insanely cool trending dance. And I could also see him throwing his helmet on the sideline. Like that's what I worry about with players like him. I want him. So, and, I want him and JJ to be the bash brothers, baby. I want him to be, I want him to be fucking They're... Carter and Moss. I want him to be Diggs and Thielen. 
I'm I like, mean, they're both built like wood elves. They're like live little like tree dwelling. They have like tiny legs. Like if one clean hit from Jaquan Brisker, and they're gonna disintegrate. <laughs> no, dude, Hawkinson is like the big, their big fucking Norse king with like a fucking That's true. cleaver sword, about to hack everything away in the middle <sighs> of the field. I wonder how much more money Hawkinson is going to make than Cole Komet. He's like, going to get a fatty, but does Cole Komet let, the, let very nice balls smack off his fucking hands like Hawkinson does? <laughs> he, he used to. <laughs> okay, I'm just curious. He got uh, way better. Oh, you know what I thought of in a passing thought? Um, Cole Komet has a sister who is dating um, the first-round pick for the Packers, Lucas Van Ness. And I'm like, so Van Ness plays D-end. Komet plays tight end. There's a very real chance at some point in their career they're going to match up against each other. Yeah. And, like, think of that dynamic. Dick like, York. Think of, Dick Sargent. D- Dick Sargent, Sargent York. Sargent York. That's weird. Like, think about the headspace Cole's going to be in. He's like, I can't let this guy dating my sister get past me. <laughs> I mean, I Can guess. you imagine? I mean, I'm. that's a great point. That's a great point. Um, there's definitely it, it makes you me gotta bully AJ. him. You have to pancake him. Remember Brady Quinn's sister dating AJ Hawk when when Notre Dame was playing Ohio State and she had the half Brady Quinn jersey, half yes. AJ Hawk jersey. There was one too in the NFL. It was Golden Tate and somebody. Who was it? On a Notre Dame. I like it. Notre Dame episode. Spread it on. No, it was it was Golden Tate's sister and Jalen Ramsey. That was what oh, it was. Shit. Remember that drama mm. from a few years back? Uh, you know, Jalen Ramsey's having a bad day. I don't want to bring that I up. I feel bad okay. about that. Jalen Ramsey's Give me, a, a badass. Do you have any more thoughts about the Vikings training camp before I talk about some rookies and the Bears? Wish I was there. That's the only thoughts. Wish the you were thoughts. there. Wish I was there. Um, um, but it's really hot. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I was actually going to make that point at the end of the podcast. I'll make it now. Um, A not-so-bold prediction. I think that we're going to see more injuries like this, like what happened to Joe with a tweaked calf, because I try not to be super doom and gloom, but, like, we are having a storm fronts and climate right now with the El Nino where, like, heat uh, domes are hanging in areas, and it's becoming very, very hot, and we're also having air quality issues And these things, though minor, do add stress to the body. And when you come fresh off of a vacation, though you were working out, and you go like straight into the very limited amount of practice time the teams are allocated, that's important. They're going to push you. Very important to note. The limit. They want to have a. They want to have very efficient practices, so they're running you to everything. So I can see guys having soft tissue injuries out the wazoo this off season Mm -hmm. because the weather is fucking crazy right now. Mm -hmm. It's very hot everywhere. Hot as fuck. Ground is hard. Um. I think I think it's a, a test. I think a lot of teams have inside facilities for this reason. Um, just the Bears case. had to go inside on day one because of the air quality, because mm-hmm. of the Canadian wildfires still. Yeah, so it's uh, it's going to be. I think you know. Look, man, when look, we are reporting for training camp, it is training camp weekend one coming up, and it's going to be fun. But we're we're about to go smack into the preseason, and this goes back to what I was saying to you earlier. Why I do feel minicamp is still this important despite the big break, because without that, dude, there's nothing other than a fucking toss everything into a whirlwind. Throw like this is these these two to three weeks of training camp are gonna go so fast, and then it's season time, and then it's twenty grueling weeks. Wakes, oh, that was a weird accent. Um, fucking twenty wakes, my lord. Have <laughs> three. Um. 
and and then and then that's it, it's go time. It's showtime, go time. And I was just thinking also today, how fantastic it is that recently in my adult life that summer has been my busy time it's like the reverse of like when we were younger we're just sitting around just waiting for the fucking football season i'm about to blink and it's football season baby we're so back vikings are dropping throwback uniforms i'm freaking out other teams like the oilers uniforms are back like dude vikings oh my god are, good call the fucking throwbacks the we touched on them a little bit last week about what were what was being teased what was happening now we're pretty much getting the full Pretty much the full uh, gamut has been run, except for I just saw before we started the episode that the Eagles... Hey, Luke, uh, in my interview, I accidentally said uh, my experiences there run the gambit. Gambit? X-Men boy? I did um, say that in an interview one time. It happens. Last week. They probably are like, rock on, Remy LeBeau. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but hey, quit. Quit. My cat keeps trying to claw his way in. But no, I'm really excited about uh, all of it, except for, like I said before we started the episode, the Eagles teased uh, a, a, re- a release Kelly. of their Kelly Greens. Ah. So it just ke- it keeps getting sweeter. Um, Seahawks throwbacks look god tier. Vikings are playing against the Buccaneers, Cream Sickles week one. So that's going to be fantastic. Um, They're also playing. Oh, sorry, the creamsicles. The Oilers uniforms will be pl- used twice, one of which against the Texans. God, that's beautiful, dude. The Oilers uniforms are some of the – I might still – I might go buy an Earl Campbell, like, just because that's my boy. Um, I think I still have my dad's Earl Campbell Oilers jersey from when he was a kid. My dad was a Vikings fan his whole life, but, like, Earl Campbell is that dude. You know what I'm saying? And those uniforms are the freshest uniforms. Oh, my God. So – one of the final talking points that, again, technical difficulties, but we're going to reiterate because it's important. Jim Irsay came out, made some very out-of-touch comments um, about how the collective bargaining agreement was um, negotiated and established, and he doesn't think it's fair for a specific position group to come back <laughs> and renege. I like that. And he said it's bad faith, and then... Obviously, Jonathan Taylor's uh, agent came out strongly against it and said, bad faith is not pl- paying your best offensive player. I would have to agree. Jim say continuing to look out of touch and like an absolute fucking buffoon for an owner. Just saying. Um, but, Luke, there was a Naheem Hines situation that sadly occurred. Uh, talk to us about it. Yeah, I just thought about that because it was over the. I think it was over the weekend I saw that. Naheem Hines was like on a jet ski, on a stationary one, and somebody riding a jet ski hit him. And like, I think I don't know all the details or what the injury, but like, I know he's he's like out for the season. Like he fucked his knee. All he's up. out for the year. For like sure. it's if I'm oh my god, like I that that dude is. I feel to a terrible for this for the for the player. Um and their family and, and the team that that's fucked up, you know, um, B I hope that dude who was riding the jet ski is like, got good insurance or like good, good lawyers or something like what the, I mean, fuck? I hope everyone involved is okay from like, a like, I, I don't know the severity of any injury sustained other than that. He won't be able to play this year, but like, I hope there's no lingering injuries from that. Cause that could be, deadly it's, and if not you deadly you that? could like lose a limb you Dude, know what i mean you could lose a limb in that situation that's like that that is like an eye-popping headline that is like a life or death headline you're absolutely right i i don't mean to make light of it i i, I just was like no yeah. shocked by it it's it's like freak and accident shit and it's like really really not what you want to happen um as as a as a player to have an injury occur 
outside of the facility just sucks. You know, I, I, nobody's that's not good for anybody. So, and to make matters worse, the way the Bills brass is handling it is since it was an injury sustained outside of their facilities. Um, I believe they were pushing to not be responsible for his contract or the like medical costs. So I don't know where that, that stands currently, but I know that that was something that was being discussed and pushed back against by Naeem Hines and his representation. Um, To end the podcast, I wanted to highlight that there's a lot of good news and good um, hype, I guess about a lot of these highly praised rookies right now. And we're very early in training camp, we haven't seen any live action yet, and we haven't seen any padded games a la preseason game. But we're hearing good things about Bryce Young, about C.J. Stroud, about Quentin Johnston, wide receiver for the Chargers. I saw a cool route and a catch from Jordan Addison over the middle. Um, the Bears rookies are coming out strong, and the thing that I wanted to really hit on was that the connection with Justin Fields and D.J. Moore is apparently fucking money right now Luke like apparently that first practice on Tuesday where they had to move it indoors they had a DJ playing and he kept playing like go DJ because that's my DJ because DJ Moore and they had one where Fields dropped back and threw it when they said go DJ and then it was a back of the corner toe tapper uh because that's my DJ like it lined up perfectly with the sound system it was like the play lined up with the sound system in the audience Thing. I'm anxious that- to see the Bears with an identity that is so different from who they've been for a hundred years. Like this identity that you're describing does not sound like the Bears. It sounds like the fucking Dolphins or like somebody cool. So I, I don't think that we're gonna be airing it all over the place. Don't get me wrong. I think we're gonna be a running team, and I think we're still gonna use Justin's legs. But um, one of the things that I wanted to really hit on was that. I don't really feel like I need to hold back right now about my optimism and my excitement because the the league has embraced it. Justin Fields got ranked number 86 on the NFL top 100, 10 spots above his often linked peer, Trevor Lawrence, who was 96. And while I don't agree that Justin Fields has performed better than Trevor Lawrence in the league. No, Trevor Lawrence had a home playoff game. Exactly. Against the chargers who dropped like a 27 point lead. Um, However, the league thinks that Justin is a better player right now based off of what he's done with what he's got around him. And that's the league talking. People we respect feel that way. Justin has been the guy at every single stage of his life in his career as a football player. He has had TV shows following him when he was younger. He apparently declined quarterback uh, season two. Damn, that sucks. I was about to say he'd be perfect. He said that like early. He was like the first one that announced. I respect it, I him guess. saying no. Uh, Patrick, I think the team pushed him into saying no. I just feel like well, Patrick Kirk and even Mariota are like vets. You know what I mean? Like not that Fields isn't, but they're all so established. Even like at at their various spots in the NFL, like they could handle a camera around them. You know what I mean? They've been playing the position. Yeah, and you don't want to have bad luck and end up as the Mariota of season two, you know, nobody wants to be the Mariota. Uh, I hate saying it, um, <laughs> but that was but, a bummer fucking storyline. <laughs> so I, I just think Justin has been the guy at every level. Um, he has always been a top performer at the quarterback position. And then he comes into the league on a t- on a team that just fucking sucked. 
and everyone was upset that this guy from Ohio State who sat in the pocket with great protection waiting for two of the best wide receivers currently in the NFL to get open. That was the whole game was wait until they're open and hit them. And he did it every time. And he came into the league and they're like, you don't have an offensive line at all. You've got Sam Mustafer playing center. You don't have a wide receiver at all, except for Darnell Mooney. And we're going to judge him on that. That's fair though. I get it. He drops the ball when he gets hit. He makes some bad decisions. His next year, he gets a tiny increase in talent around him with a whole new regime and a new coaching staff who are not sold on him. And he decides, all right, I can't do what they're saying because it's not working. The wide receivers aren't catching it. The offensive line cannot block it long enough. I have to run. I have to take the team on my back. And then he did that. And he did the craziest shit I've ever seen. Sure. That's what he had to do to get to where he's at in the view in the league. Justin is still that guy from college who sits in the pocket and dices you up. He's always been that guy. He only ran because he's elite in that regard too, and he had to do it. We have now added talent around him. It's not hyperbolic to think Justin will be a top quarterback in the league, and I think this year he shows it. And I'm excited to proudly announce that. I mean, I, I he's gonna show the world. I like Fields very, very much. Um, I'm excited to to see him improve. I don't think that's gonna affect the Bears' win total very much, but I do think that he's gonna have a a, a big year. I don't know if our defense is there yet. I think our offense is gonna show that we have it. I think we're gonna win some games off of Justin running a two minute drill that we've never seen. I think you can steal some division games too. I do. And I think that we're going to push our way to 500 or above this year. And we could surprise the league. Actually. I think our roster could surprise the people. I'm a little, that's it. My timing was off. No, I, Um, I cut you off all the time. I just think preseason is going to show us some things uh, because for the first time in a long time, I don't know the uh, NFC North inside and out. Um, You know, these Packers and these Bears are in flux. Excuse me, that's bad. That was powerful. It's a bad one. I was trying to hold it and it came out. It came out really painful because I tried to hold it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking. No, it's all right. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Are you going to buy Madden? Luke, I've already purchased Madden. Madden is pre-ordered on my. Did on you my do the three-day right early? Now. Uh, Luke, I did pre-order. I'm the not going to do edition. the three-day three-day early. I did it last year, and it wasn't worth the three days. It's like three days for thirty dollars. I'm not doing it. It I'm is. Having, I'm not I having did. it. Luke, I'm unemployed right now. While yeah. you're while you're blissfully working away and pleasantly surprised the NFL is on your doorstep, yeah. I'm laying in my bed spinning a football up in the air listening to Hogan John's podcast Dude. or or the CHGO Bears. I'm, I'm just, so just God spinning damn a football up excited in the air. about the season and about the, th- the throwbacks. Yeah. I'm about to buy a fucking Vikings Revolution throwback helmet and just wear it during games. Can you imagine? I'm just Dude, sitting there with you, a you full Revo. Like, you just look like Pickens. Just look like yes, just look like LT in those old with Vizio the helmet commercials. On. Do you remember those? Fucking LT sitting there like <laughs> watching Vizio TV in the living room with his big ass fucking face mask on. A funny excerpt I heard from TJ Edwards, New Bears linebacker, was that it's it's been hard to read Justin because he's got the visor on. And it made me think, like, what if the only reason he's playing well right now is because they can't read his eyes and he's just fucking staring <laughs> the- people down? <laughs> just staring DJ Moore the whole time and just fucking hitting him. That's so funny, dude. I, mean, I hope that's not the case. I mean, who who cares? If it works, it works. 
We have a young squad right now. We have a better offensive line, and we have hungry players. And also, I think Tremaine Edmonds at middle linebacker is going to be a beast in this scheme. I'm very excited, Luke. We are literally, by our pod, by our next podcast, there will be so much shit to talk about that we will forget things. That's oh, yeah. how it'll be. I mean, so we'll try to get these out weekly at the very we didn't even talk about We didn't even talk about the commander's uh changing ownership so like there's a lot we we're already forgetting mm. stuff that's how fat the news bag is and and honestly Snyder sold Snyder sold. i need to get and this. got tagged 60 million dude i saw a compared Fine. i saw a comparison of last year training camp day one and this year training camp day one in washington utterly fanless grass yep i saw fucking, that same thing oh my god it's like the obama and trump <laughs> inaugurations and shit soda yeah obama. obama so i'll try to get this out asap because god knows friday morning we could wake up to more news um and yeah we're about to be hot and heavy weekly with it again um uh, fucking get your get your picks ready aiden we're talking you want to do you want to do advanced division picks you want to do here's the plan here's how i want to do it i think the best thing we should do is put get all of our our predictions in the bye week before the like league starts Mm -hmm. after the training camp games because there will be inevitable injuries in transactions like hopefully not any more big time injuries but we saw two today you know what i mean so i think it it would behoove us to wait until that happens to make our predictions here's what you do how much did madden cost $109 $109 with tax. You tack 15 on there. You hop on the NFL shop. You order your man a throwback Kirk Cousins jersey ah! for for winning the bet. Ah! Uh, and, uh, oh, my gosh. And, uh, You're the greediest little fucking gribble. <laughs> never shall the, shall the twains meet. It's funny that I eagerly jump into the Luke Taylor jersey fun bet every single year. Welcome back. Step into my web. Scallion about it. Step into my web, baby. Lewis scene about to break out, baby. (laughs) I heard he's not even starting right now. I heard he's rotating. That's not good. I heard he's like rotating, even Uh though he was a first round pick. You know who's not rotating? Jaquan Brisker, who I thought, who I think is going to make captain. Ain't nobody sicker in my Brisker vroom vroom ho. All right, let's go. All right. Uh, if you ain't got haters, you ain't poppin', says Robert Sala, says French Montana. And we out. I've been Luke. I've been Aiden. Bye-bye. You might want to cut that smelling salt bit about Jordan Addison. Yeah, I'll try to find it. Your audio fucked up so many times. I thought it was NFL.